0: Welcome to the Faith Women Podcast. We're a community of women at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville, North Carolina, that desires to honor the word of God, to support our church, and to encourage each other as we know, grow, serve, and go. Through these episodes, we'll be introducing you to our ministry team, sharing truth from God's word, and challenging you to grow in your love for the Lord and those he's called you to serve. We're so glad you've joined us. Let's dive in. Well, we're here again today with Tammy Corbett and hello, yes, and and I, Carolyn Rich. We are here with another member of our women's ministry team, and we have Aaron Thornton with us this time. So, Aaron, you want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your family and?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Um, my name is Erin and um, I've been. At this church for quite a while now, I believe coming up on 29 years. Wow! Uh, I came when I was four, so there we go. Now you know how old I am. <laughs> um, the news is out. Yeah, the news is out. There it is. Uh, I am married to my husband Corey. We're coming up on 11 years of marriage, and we have four. As of a couple of months ago, four beautiful little girls. And so, yeah, a little bit about me. Okay.
0: Um, Would you like to share uh, about your testimony of how you came to know the Lord and what made you or brought you to faith?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first I came to Faith Baptist before I came to faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have the distinct privilege of serving on this team with my mother, Christy Davis, who you heard from a couple episodes ago. And if that was really good, by the way. If you haven't listened to that that episode, I would go back and listen to Christy's story. Was. It was just yeah. it's just a good it's it's really God honoring, and
2: um,
1: I get excited to hear it every every mm-hmm. time. But um, so her and my my father were uh, saved pretty radically, and I won't go into her story again, but pretty radically in their twenties, right before they had me. Um, So I never knew them before they knew the Lord, um, which is a blessing um, to me. And so I got to grow up in a home that um, was always focused on um, the Lord. And um, we came to this church right after it got started. I believe it was about six months after the church plant started in 92-ish. And so everybody was... Honestly, the church was full of baby believers, except for Stephanie and Richard, mm-hmm. who started the church.
2: And that was actually when when this site was built. It
1: was, it was a good few years beforehand. At the time, we were meeting at what was Wake Forest Roosevelt High School. Okay. Now it's Wake Forest High School. Okay. Um, we were meeting in their auditorium, and we moved to the Ledford Center for a couple of years. And then we got up enough... I guess, funds together to build this current site. So um, yeah, we bounced around a little bit at the beginning, but um, we came here when um, my older brother was seven or eight and I was um, four-ish. And um, so we got to grow kind of under the heritage of, of the church here and a lot of individuals who are still here and some that have um, gone on to other places. But um, I think that... Sometimes, when you're when you have a testimony of coming to know the Lord at a very young age, um, you feel like you don't have a story to tell too much because what can you really say when you came to know the Lord when you're four, which is when I did, um, but but I did, and I remember at four, I, I distinctly remember having that um time where I was, you know, as much as I understood it, I was sad and broken over my sin and I remember being in this old farmhouse that we were renting at the time and I was sharing a a room with all my brothers and my dad had come in to tuck us in and I told him I was like dad I I I'm a sinner you know and we talked through it and He prayed with me on this old, orange, yucky-looking daybed that we had in in that house. (laughs) We were so broke. Um, And I remember Mom and Dad coming in there and praying over me. And and that's when I came to know the Lord. And um, so at four, you think, like, really? Did I know what I was doing? Um, And of course, no. I didn't really know what I was doing. But who really does when they come to know the Lord? Um, But I do believe it was genuine. Um, But there were times as I grew up and my mom was, my mom and dad were pretty honest with me, um, as a young kid saying, you know, you, you've come to know the Lord, but there's going to be times in your life where you're, um, the Lord's going to ask you to go deeper in your faith. And he's going to make sure that you believe this for yourself. And it's not something your parents, um, believe for you. And there were some distinct times as I was growing up. I remember once in middle school, I remember once in high school, and also once at the beginning of college where I just remember having these times of, okay, do I believe what I say I believe? Um, because things are going to get more intense mm-hmm. at each stage of life. Um, but, but, yeah, Corey is my husband, and we actually um, we met here at Faith um, when we were in first grade. And um, wow. we both, oddly enough, yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's we both... yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Definitely. So we we both, oddly enough, um, came to know the Lord at four. Even though we didn't know each other um, at that time, he was in Florida still. He had come later on to the with his parents to the seminary um, and relocated here. But both of us had come to know the Lord at such a young age um, that. You know there was there was those times where like I said we had we really had our faith tested as we grew up and um, but I think that you know one thing about such a young age um, you know professing your faith in Jesus you think sometimes I don't know if there's somebody out there like me um, sometimes you just kind of think like oh I don't really I don't really have a story to tell in that sense of a testimony, like there's no enthralling mm-hmm. what what were you like before? you know I'm like, well, I was a selfish little kid, and whenever I came to know the Lord, I was still a selfish little kid but uh, <laughs> but but I think the the true beauty of um, those young salvation experiences is. Is that you get to join the Lord in um, being a small part of of this this big picture of generational faithfulness, mm-hmm. um, and you see That's so true, you see um, the Lord kind of changing my parents' family tree, and uh, if He hadn't erratically saved them the way He did, I have no idea what I would have been like. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, I, I grew up knowing who he was, and he was, he was real to my parents, and, and therefore he became real to me. And so in, in, a, in a way, I got to be a part of generational faithfulness as now my parents have passed that to me. And, and Corey and I desperately pray over our own children that we will get to see general, gen, generational faithfulness in them as well. Um, and so I think it's really a testament to who God is. You know, we see him all through the Old Testament um, being faithful to the generations, the third and the fourth mm-hmm. generation. And likewise, you know, when you have somebody wicked, he'll punish the third and the fourth generation all the way right. down. Mm-hmm. And so I think really ultimately it's, it, it's not a story of me at all or where I was before Christ, but it's a story of who God is and how he's never changing. Mm-hmm. He was the same God of the Old Testament and that mm-hmm. that faithful God plucked me from a life of I don't know what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Just like he plucked my parents from a life of of real, you know, sinful yuckiness mm-hmm. um, and so it's just it's more of what he's saved me from. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kept me from, you know, making a lot of mistakes in life, I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
0: So it sounds like your parents were a huge influence of you coming to Absolutely, to yes. know Christ, and so I'm assuming. Do you have memories like growing up in the church a lot and being involved as a young? I sure kid do.
1: Oh man, I, I feel like my life is here in these build in these walls of this building. Um, really, I have so many memories. I remember the day that I went forward um, to profess my faith in the Lord. Um, Pastor Richard was preaching, and we were at that point, we were in the Ledford Center in the kind of the top building, just off off of the gymnasium, if any of you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's where we had our Sunday services. And I remember I was I was incredibly shy, and I did not want to walk by myself. And so I have this distinct memory of what dress I was wearing, and my dad carrying me down the aisle to see Richard. Um, and it's just fun because... He also you know walked me down the aisle to Richard yeah. and to Corey when oh, I got married, and so yeah, there's Aww. just tons of um tons of memories like that yeah. where, when you've been here for you know ever
2: yeah that's <laughs> um, awesome yeah. Well, and, and all of that is actually part of your witness, spirit. yeah, you know it's it's um it continues yeah mm-hmm. that that um young decision that you made is just um, yeah. that's beautiful, it really is, I think. So that's
0: awesome that you came into Christ at such a young age. How How did you grow in your faith? from being becoming a follower, so young? What do you think were some milestones, so to speak, like in your life that you felt helped you gain more knowledge and, and grow you question your relationship with God?
1: Um, so, I think there's there's probably several at different stages of my life. Um, we I was homeschooled. Corey and I were both homeschooled. That's how we kind of got to know each other. Um, but we were homeschooled. He went all the way through high school. And when I got to high school um, age, I went into a small private school around here. And um, I think that um, some of the milestones, you know, w- one of the first ones started in high school where um, – I realized uh, that if I was going to um, quote unquote walk the walk, or actually, you know, walk out what I say I believe, that I was going to be different, even in it, even in a Christian school. You know, your Tammy, your son went yeah. to that school, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I was going to be different, um, and and I had to be okay with that. Right. Um, so there were some times where, and, and I know this isn't. Me telling my story about how me and Corey ended up together, but part of our, my testimony, my walk with the Lord, is mm-hmm. very much woven into his because sure. we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we had always been the kids that played together and the the good friends and the buddies. And then you know, in in high school, he had this idea of dating, and I didn't. I didn't. It was kind of out of left field for me, and so. We tried to date for a little while when we were seniors in high school, Um, and it just it didn't work out, and it it didn't work out for a a myriad of reasons, but we just—the Lord wasn't ready for us to be together yet, and so we dated for just a brief few months, and I knew that we needed to break up, and yet breaking up with Corey Thornton was like— destroying this family relationship in my mind as a 17-year-old because our parents were best friends. And the whole church, I felt like, was watching because that's what you think as a 17-year-old. You think everybody's looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to, everybody's going to be upset, you know, people knows. think that we're supposed to be together, and little did I know that he had, like, already bought me an engagement ring, he was in it for the long haul, he oh, bought wow. my ring at 15, I think.
2: Oh, wow. Without, oh, before we, wait.
1: Yeah. yeah, before we ever went on a, a date, uh, he had already had my engagement ring, oh, which wow. would have totally freaked me out if I had known that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, at that time, when I knew the Lord impressing upon me that, like, this is not the time for, for me and Corey, it was this moment of, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people, including my parents, even though my parents were very gracious and they never let on that I was making any kind of mistake. Um, but there was this time that I remember distinctly understanding that if I was going to follow Christ, I had to be okay with not making everyone else happy mm-hmm. around me, mm-hmm. um, and so it was hard. It was really hard when we when we broke up, not because I was so in love with him, because I really wasn't at that time. It was the I need to make everyone else around me, mm-hmm. you know, think I'm this good girl who's following the plan that's set out before okay. me. And the Lord really used that to strip away a lot of things. And and, and likewise, in His own life, the Lord used that time um, of us being apart to just <clears throat> kind of strip us of, I guess, the, the heavy influence of parents, not in a bad way, but in mm-hmm. a, do you believe the, this for your own? Are you willing to serve me and not your parents? Um, and so... Yeah, there was that distinct time when I was about 17, and then there was a time um, when I got to college where I remember um, just really having to be grown in my faith. And then, you know, as a young married mom, I remember um, developing a deeper love for God's Word, and that's where I really started to grow, um, was in my, you know, mid-20s where I was realizing that I can't do this without being in the scripture and being bathed in the scripture and memorizing the scripture and having it come out of me because you know when you're young and you're taking care of other young little humans and you have a husband and you're like oh my gosh I'm so sinful <laughs> it's just coming out of you you're going wow I need I need to have Scripture come out of me, because what's coming out of me on my own ain't pretty, right? <laughs> so I remember going deeper, um, probably around the time that I had my oldest daughter about six years ago, and really developing a love for God's word. And so that's where it came from, just studying God's word.
2: And that love that you're talking about, Erin, you're talking about <clears throat> you wanting to put that into your heart, so that that is what comes out. Yes. And that's really where that love is is deepened, isn't it? Yes. When absolutely. you can be bathed in it, and when when you do, when when that is the top of mind for you, or what comes, what overflows out of your heart, even absolutely. when your days aren't going great, um, that absolutely. is absolutely, yeah, and because that just encourages more,
1: right? Time. Absolutely, it yeah, it just
2: it just does
1: because you realize what naturally comes out of you Mm-mm. is not what you want to leave as your legacy, no. <laughs> you know, no. and so by His grace, He continues to. You know the work the transforming work of of um you know sanctification is that you know if if you're willing to give yourself over continually then then he promises that that he will complete the good work he started in you and it's not always going to be beautiful but a lot of stuff you know, continually snowballs where more beauty comes out of you than, That's than right. grossness.
2: <laughs> That's right. And it has to be intentional. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It has to yeah. be very intentional.
0: Yeah. Well, I know our ministry team did a spiritual gifts survey, mm-hmm. so to speak. I think the church might have too. I yeah, can't I
2: remember.
0: So. Um, to see what our spiritual gifts are. Now, I, as well as other people in <laughs> church, Know what a phenomenal uh-huh. teacher you are, because uh-huh. I've heard many, many women say, "Oh, I can't wait to hear Erin and, and her Ooh, you know talks that you've done <laughs> um in the past." So, what what spiritual gifts do you feel that you have?
1: Uh, this is always such a tough question, I feel like, um, but I do think that over the last few years, I've had some women, godly women, come alongside me and kind of say, "Like, I think you should try to teach more." Um, and so I do I do feel like the Lord is beginning to grow that gift in me. I don't know that I'm just like this natural teacher, but I do, um, I don't I'm not a huge talker, but I like to be deliberate with my words. And so I think that that the Lord giving me that kind of comes out when I'm teaching and mm-hmm. like that that mm-hmm. time of being really intentional and deliberate when you're when you're speaking and teaching. So I do enjoy that. Um, I do think that might be something the Lord's growing in me as a as a gift. Um, my mother, if she was in here, she would say discernment. She's always said that that's like my actual spiritual gift is mm-hmm. is discernment. So that's awesome.
0: So I know you touched on um, that you were really trying to bathe yourself in the Word. Um, mm-hmm. And read more scripture. Are there some other things that you're doing right now that um, specifically that are helping you grow in your faith?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm living that newborn life right now. We have <laughs> we have a six week old at home, um, little Evangeline, and she's wonderful and chunky, and you can't stop <laughs> touching her and hugging her. But um, she also, you know, makes the schedule and the day is just different for a while and that's not a bad thing but um one thing that i'm currently doing is and i would encourage anybody who's in the same season of life is i'm in a bible study like a bible study with a curriculum that tells you exactly where to open the page every <laughs> single morning what to read uh-huh. and we're still studying the word for ourselves but um just the consistency of having somebody tell me exactly what to do right now while I'm waking up in a groggy whatever state in the morning. Um, so I'm taking a, a, a class on Nehemiah right now through the church, and it's it's wonderful. Last, last semester I took one on Hebrews, and that was wonderful. So, um, yeah, I would say being in a consistent Bible study is how I'm currently growing. Okay, that's great. Right. <laughs> Um
0: what are some things you're loving right now? Are there any specific books that you would suggest to people to read that you've read like in the past mm-hmm. or now or podcasts that you listen to or a food or something yeah that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you'd
1: like to share? <laughs> oh about? yeah, I know I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm loving right now um, mainly because when you're not pregnant like <laughs> things are just better. <laughs> And I feel like coffee is one thing I'm loving again, because I love yes. coffee, but not not too much while I'm pregnant. But um, I, uh, I am really into this podcast right now. Um, it's called For the Gospel, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's done by a guy named Costi Hinn. Um, he's the nephew of Benny Hinn. I don't know if y'all know the uh-huh. Benny Hinn, the name it, claim it, slap you on the forehead and say you're healed in Jesus' name kind of guy. Well, I remember him. yeah. That's that's <laughs> prosperity gospel. Tell, tell me more. Yeah, I'm gonna, Tammy looks real worried right now. I'm gonna tell you. He told <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep explaining this because Costy was saved out of the prosperity gospel. Okay. Um, and he kind of traveled in those circles, and then the Lord said, "You don't know me. You don't know the true oh, gospel." And he's been on fire since I think early college is when he got saved. <clears throat> wow. And he's. I mean, he's bold enough to speak, not in in an ill way, but to speak out against his his family who's still in prosperity gospel. And um, he is, he's bold, but he is, I think what he always says is like, I I like to bring the cookies down from the top shelf. So like his theology, he likes to bring big, big theology down to, here's how everybody can grasp it. Uh Um, and so his, his podcast is called for the Gospel and it's very good. He just tackles all kinds of different theological issues or current topics for the day. but yeah, he's yeah, really great. He's got uh, a book or two out as well. I'm trying to think one of his, one of his first books, I think is basically just his biography of getting pulled out of wow. out of prosperity wow, Gospel man, really and it is really good. it is really good.
2: Well, just, just saying. Mean, Where well, you saw my reaction? Yeah, just absolutely. His name, yeah, when you said his name, I thought, like, <coughs> "Oh boy, we're that gonna that have said, to." Like, yeah. But I mean, that just piques your curio- curiosity. Yeah. To go, what is this guy yeah. going to say? I mean, Yeah, he's
1: like, wow. he's, he's really he's really what on an fire name? and really interesting. So he that's that's what I'm loving in the podcast realm. I listen to a lot of podcasts um, while I'm doing different things around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh got that going on and then it's it's just now springtime so what i'm what i'm loving is being outside a little more and um, i'm a gardening freak so me and my girls are always out um, digging in the dirt and planning all kinds of things so we've moved recently to a, a new home so we're trying to get the garden uh, set up the way we want it and build all our raised beds and all that kind of stuff oh, so wow. we're having fun so
2: what are you planning to plant? That-
1: <clears throat> well right now in the greenhouse I have um, several different kinds of flowers because my girls want to plant flowers more than vegetables oh, but, yeah. so I let them plant that's the flowers I know right? That's, exactly <laughs> right that's exactly right <laughs> and uh, we've got all kinds of things we've got spinach and lettuce and herbs and all kinds of cucumbers zucchini melons all kinds of stuff growing a
2: big greenhouse
1: yeah we've got tiny little seed cups going right now so it's a pretty small greenhouse but but um eventually we're gonna kick it all out and rotate new stuff in and yeah get it all planted yeah
2: well that sounds Um, exciting
1: yeah it's good it's it's something that i picked up not long ago and it I realized it was something that my girls are really into. So we all just kind of fostered that, um, you know, in each other. And so, it's good. Wow. It's a lot of fun.
0: That's that's great. <coughs> well, Erin, we have just so enjoyed talking with you today. Well, Is there anything you. else you'd like to add or tell people that we haven't covered?
1: Well, I I don't know. I think I think that's probably enough about me. <laughs> um, that's enough. That's enough words for me for uh for a, a week, maybe I might not talk for a week. <laughs> okay. Oh, well,
2: every, it's always good. I always enjoy hearing yes. because, like, like she said, you're you're of such few words, so that's kind of like how we talk about in, in our house. You know, it's like when E. F. Hutton speaks, mm, you know, everybody that's wants right. to listen. So when, like, we're talking about how everybody responds, you know, when you are going to be teaching or presenting or you know whatever, everybody wants to hear what you got to oh, say. Oh, well, that's, it's sweet. Very and, that's sweet. Intentional That's sweet. Yeah, so thank you. Well, this, yeah. was, this was fun. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having
2: me. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for
0: listening to the Faith Women Podcast. We hope you were both encouraged and challenged by what you heard today. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss an episode. If you're in our area, we'd love to have you join us at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville on a Sunday or at any of our special events. You can learn more about our ministry online at faithnc.org women. See you next month.